The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. Spring is in the air, and you know what that means, everybody. It is nearly WrestleMania season, and by nearly, I mean it is only a couple of days away. Hello everyone, and welcome to Bunker Mania, Bunkerzilla UK's official wrestling podcast. I am Jeremy Graves, and joining me on tonight's, I was going to say festive treat, but I don't know if that's actually correct, Mr. Decadane, Ian Bolton. Because it's not really a festive time, but for wrestling fans, it is effectively the equivalent of Christmas this time of year. Well, well, we're missing out on the important branding here. If we're talking about WrestleMania, obviously we've got to say that magic word. We've got to say it's stupendous. It's I mean, a stupendous you, week of, I mean, stupi- you, of stupendicity. You, you've got to say the word stupendous. I'm not contractually obligated to do it. Stupendous. <laughs> there we go. We'll say stupendous every hour, every every five minutes starting... No, no. I'll, no, I'll we'll let you set a reminder on your timer for that. Good luck. <laughs> we won't. But you know, what I will say, I think today's show is going to be a stupendous time. Yeah. <laughs> Contrary to everything gets, I just said. <laughs> everyone gets to say stupendous. Basically, well, we'll try and limit the word stupendous now because you know Michael Cole and all the other commentators at WrestleMania this weekend, they're going to keep saying stupendous left, right, and center. They're going to say it's a stupendous main event. It's a stupendous championship match. It's a stupendous tag team match. It's a stupendous appearance by a celebrity. It's a stupendous amount of people that have turned... Yes, you, you get my point. And I've said stupendous far too many times. I, I dare not count how many times I've just said stupendous. If you want a potentially <laughs> dangerous game while watching both nights of WrestleMania, everybody, have a drinking game. And every time you hear the word stupendous, take a shot. Don't have to do it with alcohol. You can even just do it with some Pepsi or something if you really want to, and then just see how bloated you feel afterwards. But it's gonna. It's also gonna be how many times they they'll also mention the uh, the the, um, the sponsors as well, which is Snickers and uh, WWE Two K Twenty Two. So have a stupendous <laughs> Snickers bar and play the stupendous GM mode. <laughs> there we go. This match brought to you by WWE Two K Twenty Two Snicker Bars. Get some. And also play the game or something like that. I don't know. Available for the stupendous PlayStation 5 and Xbox One gaming platforms. Xbox One, <laughs> Xbox Series gaming platforms. I'm in a different generation. But you know what doesn't change everybody or get younger or older? It is a little bit of housekeeping. If you are joining us live here on Twitch tonight, we thank you very much for doing so as we are recording this to be released in later form in audio format as a podcast. If you feel so inclined, make sure you hit that follow button. We would really appreciate it. And then you can be kept up to date with upcoming broadcasts and content from Bunkerzilla UK. If you if you would like to find out more about Bunkerzilla UK, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Simply search for Bunkerzilla UK. You will find the accounts just fine. And if you are watching a replay or perhaps a, a slightly clipped clip, as it were, from the YouTube channel, thank you very much for joining us, and we hope you enjoy it. And if you want to, hit that subscribe button as well. Speaking of subscribing, you can actually find the audio version of this hair podcast on the likes of Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, you name it, Decadanian Baltasan has likely put it there. You can enjoy Bunkabania anywhere you want. Why not tell a friend? And if you if you would like to, leave us a little comment or a like, whichever your platform of audio choice lets you do. Thank you for listening. And we hope today you enjoy this stupendous discussion of wrestling pertaining primarily 
to WWE because we've already talked about it, Ian. It's, a, it's WrestleMania week. We're mainly mm-hmm. going to be focusing on WrestleMania week related things on this edition of the podcast. But that doesn't mean we won't be talking about something else. And speaking of talking as well, if you are joining us live on Twitch, you can leave your comments in the chat and we will try and read those out as well as we get on to discussing a variety of potentially stupendous things, such as a few little bullet points, as it were, from the world of AEW. Because All Elite Wrestling has had a busy couple of weeks, to say the least. Now, little peek behind the curtain here, everybody. Both Ian and I, our lives have kind of been a little bit like a whirlwind the past few weeks. So from Mm -hmm. an AEW perspective, won't be as much discussion as it were, just because that's how life rolls the dice sometimes. Not in a bad way, in a good way, it should be said. Mm. But quite a few things have happened in AEW, and admittedly, Ian, I'm sort of drawing a blank on exactly what we last spoke about when it came to AEW, but the one thing I definitely know we have not talked about is the Jericho Appreciation Society. Indeed. we. Um, I think the last time we talked about AEW was just ahead of a St. Patrick's Day slam. So was it Smash? Is it Smash or Slam at this point? I don't know. I don't know. But the St. Patrick's Day special, um, we were were talking everything up until that show. So I think everything we're talking about now is from that show onwards. But yes, the Jericho Appreciation Society, a brand new stable, brand new character for Chris Jericho. And boy, is this a fun one. I like this. It's so good. It's so good. And you know what as well? It's so simple. It's just using the word sports entertainment, which is what AEW fans say. It's so simple, Ian. And the fact he turned on Santana and Ortiz and obviously on Kingston as well, following that amazing speech that Kingston was giving following the match Hmm. that the two of them had together on pay-per-view. And I just, I love this faction. It also, in a weird way, when you look back in time, Jericho has been mentioning 2.0 quite a lot. Like on commentary, mm. he would keep mentioning our, I think it was the now former Matley, I think it was, had quite a square head, as it mm. were. Like always like kind of little moments and little things he would keep saying about them. And in hindsight, it kind of makes sense, despite the fact he was going against them quite a bit. But it just, it works so well. And when 2.0 actually came down and started attacking, and you kind of saw them go to Jericho, but then leave him. Because at mm. first you were thinking, oh, you know, he's already got an injured neck from Kingston, being, from Kingston dropping him on his head, quite literally. Doesn't mm. make, make sense to attack him. No, but I did wonder. And it was so good. And I love the fact as well that Daniel Garcia is probably going to benefit the most from this. Just being in that group, being around them. It's going to be a great development, I think, for him. Just seeing how he is going to evolve over time. And Jericho just basically getting to just be the influencer. It's such good fun. Yeah, I mean, the 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 commencement ceremony uh, promo that they did was just, it was one of those things that just was very fun to watch and very fun to just basically introduce a new stable. And, and the nice thing is everyone is getting into that sort of sports entertainer <laughs> vibe. Because obviously that's the two words that, most EW fans don't particularly like to hear, and understandably. Uh, but I just, I love the bit in the, I love the bit in the promo where Jericho is talking about how much he is now a sports entertainer, and 2.0, they have now become 
a sports entertainers and all that. And they're going to get better names from better, better names than bad creatives. We've got Cool Hand Angelo Parker and so Daddy good. Magic Matt Menard. And so I just good. Love, and I just love halfway through the uh, Daniel Garcia's discovery when he first hears the sports entertainer. Daniel Garcia looks like he's really pissed and he takes the microphone from Jericho and goes, are you calling me a sports entertainer? It's like, no, no, no. Well, I am. And he just, it's just the <laughs> swagger girl saying just how many just turns to go, well, I guess I'm a sports entertainer. It's just, oh, I'm looking forward to this. I think this will be fun. It's a fun, it's a fun new little faction for Chris Jericho to have fun with. Um, and yeah, you've got, you've got some reliable hands there. Yeah, I think you're right. Garcia is probably going to be the one that benefits the most. And yeah. I, I can see, I can see some fun new faction wars going on. Also, I've got to say for Daddy Magic, I need him every single time the crowd is singing to Painmaker. Uh, sorry, singing to Judas. That they're like the Painmaker doesn't deserve to give you this kind of thing. Just every single time, and eventually, I want him to like start like a poll or a petition to have it not be played on the show, just mm. to kind of show Jericho and whatnot. And eventually, they will change it. You know, they will. Eventually, they will one day. Oh, well, they change it to it. They'll, they'll have to change it to like another Judas track, at least. Or maybe. Like whatever, whatever the new Fozzie song is, I guess. Or whatever, whatever encapsulates sports entertainment. I mean, they could crack out, I think it's um, Enemy, which they did, which Fozzie did for like one of the, for one of the WWE uh, pay per views. It was a TNA pay per view, wasn't it? I think. Uh, 2003, I think I remember doing that, that mm. Fozzie did a couple of things for, for some pay per views. The WWE, so yeah, there's 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 a lot that can be done, and the fact is they they've gone from like inner circle where they're obviously wearing jackets and being like like tough guys to now it's like we're wearing wearing designer model designer lines of clothing, looking swish, looking looking fabulous. It's good fun. It's good fun, and I, and I can't wait to see how the the War of Kingston Santana Ortiz is going to pan out. I'm looking forward to seeing the trio that they're likely going to be forming now going forward. Mm. It's going to be good fun. It's going to be so impassioned. And I'm looking looking forward to them getting some revenge on on, on the jazz, the J-A-S, mm. which... <laughs> jazz. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Just what it is. Elsewhere, speaking of new factions, our little trio, as it were, or the starting of a new faction, of one, Jonathan Moxley, Brian and Daniel of Son and William Regal seemingly now have a new group name, courtesy of John Moxley. I think I've got this right, remembering it being called the Blackpool Combat Club. Yep. And Which I is, mean... It is fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, now, I, I I won't lie. My first thought was the acronym is BCC. Is that blind carbon copy in an email? <laughs> I don't think they've really thought of that. But, um, but yeah, it's... it's yeah, Blackpool, all one word. Because I've already seen people go, oh, it's Blackpool. It's like, no, not a Blackpool, the town Blackpool. <laughs> oh, no, 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 we can't have this. Uh, and if if AW don't do a vignette of all three of them going to Blackpool and going along the boardwalk and getting into scrapes and fights, I will be sorely disappointed. Going they to the Pleasure to Beach. <laughs> Uh, but they have to go up Blackpool Tower at least once, or go to play, or go to go to Pleasure Beach and ride on the roller coasters, or something <laughs> like that, or or go start a fight in the Empress Ballroom, which is where they've had a couple of uh, uh, takeovers there as well, NXT UK ones as well. So um, yeah, it's not there's yeah, it's nice. It's a nice good name. I like the name of the stable. It respects obviously Regal's uh, 
heritage as a wrestler and obviously mm-hmm. their connection to, to Regal. Um, and obviously one of the first, obviously they, they've called out a few, they've called out a few wrestler names of saying, oh, these were people that could possibly join our faction. And uh, one such person who thought, hey, I'd like, I'd like to possibly get invited to the combat club was uh, Wheeler Uta a couple of weeks ago. And, and boy, uh, did he get a slap across the face. The <laughs> <laughs> so term of endearment apparently is the slap. So if, if Regal mm. likes you or Spadrick, he'll give you a hard slap. It depends how you react is how the, the story plays. But I, I think the, the Wheeler user stuff, I think it is teasing his eventual departure from Best Friends because the fact that faction's got a little bit too big, possibly, especially with Danhausen now arriving and all that sort of stuff. So I, I, can, see, I can see you to eventually joining and i think that i think that's going to be a couple i think we may have maybe an eventual clash between best friends and the blackpool combat club and we'll see how it happens yeah the best friends as a faction feels very diluted at the moment like chris mm. statlander's kind of had a bit of an image change slash mentality change yeah in her stuff with layla hirsch wheeler utah is a good like the, the tag match where they really put over wheeler utah when it was him and chuck taylor against danielson and moxley it was mm. so good and Yuta looks so damn good in that. Mm. But there is an element of just Yuta's kind of almost, not in a bad way, but he's just felt like the odd one out of the best friends. He sort of never yeah. really had that vibe, if that makes sense, despite the fact he, I believe he was trained by Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Mm. And Trent calling that out and kind of going, I've never liked you. And then Wheeler just saying, yeah, I've never liked you either. It just makes sense. And it's a logical way for... For you to, to no doubt leave the best friends at some point. Yeah. But the best friends kind of needs a little bit of a reshuffle in itself. And in and of itself, it's like a little sort of broader point. This is a really decent time in AEW history to really freshen things up. When you think about the faction state of the union, if you will, look where mm. it was just a few weeks ago and look where it is now. Arguably, the only other faction which you could say maybe could do with a bit of a shakeup in some way, maybe Team Taz. I still mm-hmm. maintain Layla Hurst should be in Team Taz, personally. Because I just think it's a natural fit, for personally. Uh, I would say personally, far too much tonight. But mm. I think that's a really decent fit. And there may be another way of shaking one or two other things up as well. But this this did feel like a very natural time for a lot of the groups to be shaken up a little bit. And one assumes the next big one to have a shake-up will be the Elite come Kenny Omega returning and eventually us getting yeah. the Bucks and Omega, probably Hangman reuniting as well in some way, mm. going up against uh, the the Paragon, uh, mm. TBC name. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they're going to be called. Whatever they're going to be called. Exactly. All that sort of stuff. But, uh, but elsewhere, I mean, the one th- I mentioned Layla Hirsch, kind of getting onto the women's division, not specifically mm-hmm. about Layla, but Thunder Rosa is the AEW women's champion. She had the cage match in, I believe it was San Antonio where they held the event. She got a mariachi band intro. Yep. It was a it was a fun cage match, and it was a really cool win for Thunder Rosa. Some brutal landings on chairs, it's yeah. got to be said. But <laughs> yeah, well, first things first. It's miles better than the Revolution match. Um, Hundred million percent agree. Um, it still it still begs the question why we had the Revolution match. To be perfectly honest, if if we were going to have a rematch one week down the line. In a cage, I don't know, um, but no, it, it it yeah. Rosa wins, decent match. Frankly, a new champion has now arrived, um, and hopefully, hopefully, there's a reset of how things have been going with that title because we're not going to go into it again too many times here on this show. It's just been a bit frustrating. The women's whole- division got stale. That's just the way yeah. it is. The, the women's world title picture just got stale, and 
The first challenger looks like, if memory serves, it's going to be Nyla Rose. Mm, I believe which, so, yes. Which I, I'm, I'm game for. I think that'll be a fun match. Those two will beat the piss out of each other. You know, it'll be good fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good first trial by fire match. To be perfectly honest, so yeah, it's it's a nice little little starter starter few there for for Rosa, and yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's it's like it, I think the the women's division is obviously going to get a little bit busier again because obviously we've got the Owen Owen Hart uh, tournament coming up very very soon. I believe they're starting qualifiers on. I think this, it's on Dynamite, isn't it? I think the Bunnies yeah, involved in one against maybe yeah. a mystery opponent of some kind. Yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit later uh, after after we get through these points, but um. Yeah, we've got we've got the the tournament there. Obviously, got TPS Championship. So there's a lot of things going on. I just I just hope the the belt doesn't get forgotten about mm. again, or, it, or or is isn't booked in in the abnormal way that it was over the last couple of uh, during the first half of the, the not the first half of this year, not even halfway through the year, the, the uh, first quarter, the first quarter of the year. Yeah, yeah. Elsewhere, got, got sort of various threads to touch on here, but uh, but CM mm. Punk. He has teased now he wants a title match. And the announcers kind of missed what I thought was a fairly blatant, obvious hint on Dynamite. But Punk, after he won his match against Dax Harwood, which was so good, go and watch it, people, if you haven't. He kind of did like a motion of like being hung by a rope. I wonder Mm. who that could be in relation to. The, The announcers thought it was a reference to the dog collar. And it's like, Hmm, really? And then kind of did like the motion of a belt around his waist. So one assumes he wants to go for the world title next. And one assumes he is targeting Hangman. But tangentially related to that, MJF Mm. did say in his promo on Dynamite that one day him and Punk will have another match and he will beat him once again. And also said some very disparaging things like like MJF can only do. Yeah. but the other thing to come out of that, though, is uh, he won't let Wardlow out of his contract and has sent him home. So Wardlow is ba- essentially going to be off TV for a little while. One will assume down the line he will come back and cost MJF some kind of big match, and that will mm. then eventually lead to a blow-off between the two. Yeah. I think in, in, in the current state of, of directions of CM Punk and MJF, I think we'll probably end up getting Punk versus Page at double or nothing. And I... Firstly, I would not be surprised if Punk unseats Page as the champion at this point. And and you know what? When MGF has that, third, when they have that third final match, again, you can kind of take it all out. In at the end, in in the summer, MGF can take the belt then, and off we go. And so yeah, there, there, there's there's some ways to really sort of work on this and to really kind of uh, develop the sort of the, the threads of the storyline. But yeah, I think they're going off in their own little directions. But I think they will be coming back to a collision clause. A collision course of some description around the summer, I, I, I imagine, and it probably will be for a title belt. To be perfectly honest, when when Punk and MGF go back uh, into the ring, um, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Wardlow story pans out a bit because it's like, great, Wardlow's turned. Wardlow is a fan uh, is is loved by the fans. He's he's obviously not going to be sat at home for the next couple of weeks. I think that would not be a good idea. So hopefully, Wardlow either comes in or there's a cave vape thing of Wardlow being offered an AEW contract that allows him to be at AEW mm. tapings. I want I to see him just like appearing in the front row because he's got a ticket. Like go back to like old oh, school yeah. NWO arrival stuff, mm. as it were, when they're like, I've got a ticket. I've got a ticket. <laughs> and he's just sitting in the front <laughs> row. I think that stuff like that might be good fun. That could work. 
So the other thing I think we should know is like Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Like he's in AEW, his debut with his emphatic dancing to save Matt Hardy. It's 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 like, oh, don't worry, don't worry about the danger. Don't worry about the danger in the ring. Don't worry about your partners being beaten up. I'm just gonna dance. I just wanna dance and feel the vibe. It's like Matt. I know Jeff. Jeff, I'm in pain, but I'm but I'm, I've got a groove on. I wanna I wanna just do the thing. The, 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 the I have to do my contractually <laughs> obligated dance before I go to the ring. Otherwise, it's my good luck charm. I've got to do the vibing thing. Otherwise, the dirty, dirty, dirty is not going to work. <laughs> I have to do it in sync. <laughs> I will say, right, you're talking about this, right? It, it only kind of hit me the other day, but it's not surreal to see the Hardys coming out to that particular song that they've had for decades now. It's just surreal to see them coming out to that song not in WWE. It really hit me the other week, and I think it was in preparation for this tag match, which was freaking wild on Dynamite, where Mm. Hardy proved he could still do something arguably incredibly stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing with the music is basically WWE let the the license expire. It's it's public domain music, mate. That's what it is. It's public domain, literally. Yeah, so So there you go. But yeah, I mean... It's, if, if, if Hardy's in good, if Jeff is in good in good health, of course he's going to jump off a ladder or an extremely tall thing. It's part of who he is. Yeah, it was really funny because the way the tables were set up for this spot in that tag match when he eventually dove onto Butcher and Blade, mm. I kind of thought, that ladder's really not in the right place. And then you see up behind him on the wall, there's like like a big strut of like, <laughs> st- like a steel joist holding like the part of the building up. And you mm. see him go on that and start walking across and it's like, oh God. No, no, Jeff. Please, Jeff. No, Jeff. Jeffrey, please. Just do, a little just... Da- just do a little dance and climb back down. Don't just, just do, just do the thing. Just do the, <laughs> do, do the, the rave. hand waving. Do the rave and then come down the ladder. Don't just go, oh, we're going to do the wave and then just free yourself. You it's tables. not a hardy wave. It's a hardy oh. rave. There you go. Do the hardy rave. <laughs> Sounds like a variation of Johnny Bravo do the monkey. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Do the Jeff Hardy wave. I know I've said wave, but I'm just, so, for the benefit of the audio listeners, I am currently just throwing my hands back and forth like I'm Jeff Hardy. Throwing his hands in really, the air like really he just my, don't care. It's probably got my heart weight up a bit. Yes, it has. <laughs> so, yeah, I think when it comes to AEW, folks, that's kind of mainly all we're going to touch on. Like, mm. for, for Dynamite that's taking place tonight at the time of recording this, I believe it's been announced we're going to have CM Punk v. Max Caster, uh, Jay Lethal versus John Moxley, I think it was, that was announced. I think I, I might so. have to double check that. Bear with me. So sorry. I should have been better prepared for this. Uh, yeah, Jay Lethal and John Moxley. We've got seemingly the first element of the Owen Hart Cup tournament commencing with the bunny mm-hmm. going up against, according to Tony Khan's Twitter from 14 hours ago, a huge new star signed in AEW plus debuts versus the bunny with the first spot in the Owen Hart Cup at stake. So I think that the, the room is oh, all the- literal breaking news as of, as of 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> Uh, ahead of Wheeler Utah challenging for the ROH Pure Championship at Supercard of Honor as part of WrestleMania weekend festivities, All right. he will go one-on-one against the former ROH Pure Champion, Brian Danielson, on Dynamite tonight. 
Well, that's as we were talking about earlier. That's furthering the storyline, isn't it? For yeah. for the combat club, isn't it? Yeah. Um, in terms of good. in terms of the of the mystery person, it's 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 kind of like a toss up on from what you can look on on the news sites like um, like Fightful and stuff like that. that it, it could be pretty much a, a toss up where it could be it, one one sign. It it's very likely going to be someone like Tony Storm, or on the other side, it could be. Someone like uh, the former member Moon, Athena. So it it it's probably it's probably one of those. I'd be completely surprised if it's someone who else other than her, which is fine. I mean, there's lots of there's lots of free talent agencies out there, so it could be anyone. So it's just like we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, it, I want to say that Athena and Jade Cargill have been going back and forth on Twitter for a fair while. Mm-hmm. I don't see much of it, but I think I've seen the odd thing here and there, and I, that wouldn't surprise me. That said, I'll be honest, I. Nothing against Athena, because Athena's a great wrestler, but man, do I want to see Tony Storm against some of those opponents in AEW. Mm. Especially when yeah. it comes to like the Japanese talent, because she's been to stardom so many times and wrestled over there. Some mm-hmm. of the potential for the women's division with both both of those women as part of the roster, immense stuff. Mm. Could and should be so good. Mm-hmm. So from there... We now advance, as it were, to WrestleMania week. There is a heck of a lot of, of stuff going on. There's ROH's yes. Supercard of Honor going on. I think there's a bunch of other events going on. I want to say GCW are probably running like a spring break double header event as well. Yeah, they're, do- they're, they're doing something, GCW, because I think, I think, and I've been watching a lot of Fightful recently, I think Sean Ross Sapp is appearing in one of those in one of like a Battle Royale <laughs> style thing, which which might be quite fun to watch. Um, but yeah, obviously, WrestleMania weekend. There's a lot of indie shows and that going on around. So <laughs> would you like me to read you a couple of what's going on? Just a couple. All right, I, I all right, go on, go on, all right So we've got in no particular order, GCW's Josh Barnett's Josh Barnett's Blood Sport 8, which is kind mm. of like a no ropes grappling type thing. It's very, very unique. There's a great okay. match between Barnett and Minoru Suzuki on YouTube if you search for it. It's so good. Okay. Uh, AAA Lucha Libre invades WrestleCon. As you do. There is also Joey Janela's Spring Break 6 Part 1, which is going to feature John Moxley defending the GCW title, I believe. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a heck of a lot of shows going on. Flipping heck. Um, <laughs> LA Fights versus JCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a New Japan show going on as well, New Japan Lone Star <laughs> Shootout. Oh, I think that super- might be that might be, I think, a special US show, isn't it? I think it so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Supercard of Honor is happening, as mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a heck of a lot of GCW shows going on. What the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, there's Impact Wrestling's Multiverse of Matches event going on as well. Oh <laughs> yeah, because that's the one where they they've kind of branched out to like former Ring of Honor stuff. Because I think the I think the Briscoes are the Briscoes. It is Briscoes, isn't it? Um, uh, what have they announced I, for that? We've got Eddie Edwards v. Tomohiro Ishii, Chris mm. Sabin v. Jay White, which is going to be a great freaking match. Mm. Uh, Josh Alexander and Jonah, the former Bronson Reed of WWE, yep. against mm. Moose and PCO, which in itself is a really weird combination. Mm. Uh, Alex Shelley v. v. Speedball Mike Bailey. That's going to be so damn good. Uh, Diana Perazzo is going to be putting up one of her either ROH Women's or AAA Reina de Reyes Championship against an opponent. Mm-hmm. There's a heck of a lot of stuff going on in that show. But yeah, so what I would say, Ron, go to fight.tv. You can see everything that's listed there. There may be some kind of like, quote unquote, season pass offer if you look hard enough to get access to a load of the shows. But mm-hmm. there is a 
boatload of wrestling going on, quite frankly. So if you are really wanting wrestling this weekend, on top of WrestleMania-related shenanigans, mm. boy, have you got it. But when it comes to the WWE portion of WrestleMania festivities, no particular order, Ian, I guess, but I guess for argument's sake, let's start off with, I guess, what will be after SmackDown, technically, if memory uh, serves. Yes, so basically the current plan, so basically we've got, we're going through as it as by by day at the moment. So obviously mm-hmm. we've had the, we've had the go-home episode of uh, Raw this past week. We've got the go-home episode of SmackDown, which has the Andre the Giant battle battle royale thing which is smaller it's only like 15 odd people most of them are just tag team people and the match where the match where you didn't quite make it to wrestlemania so we put you on smackdown the night before yeah the the weird thing about that is you've got finn balor in there who's the united states champion as well as damian priest and it's like okay Hmm. could could they not have a match on the wrestlemania card and we will talk about the wrestlemania card but Hmm. Kicking off straight after SmackDown, I think it's on the network or Peacock, depending on where you live. Uh, we start off with the uh, Hall of Fame. Um, it's a small, small class this year, about five, five, yeah, five or six members. Um, but as everyone knows, it's headlined by The Undertaker, who will be taking his place in the Hall of Fame. And yeah, he's going to be, and we, we've talked about this before, he's going to be inducted by uh, Vince McMahon. He announced that on the Pat McAfee show a couple of weeks ago. It's going to be very fascinating to see that induction speech. I think it's going to be it's going to be a fascinating, mo- a fascinating and celeb- and a celebratory moment. It, yeah, it's going yeah. to be fascinating to see Vince. I hope mm. and forgive the phrasing, but I'm sure people will know what I mean when I say this. It's going to be fascinating to see Vince McMahon, the human, not Vince mm. McMahon of WWE slash the businessman. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what we want to see in this. Yeah, because on, on the Maccabee show, he said it's going to be one of the hardest things he ever does in his life. So it's kind of like, okay, this isn't just being business. I think this there's a very deeply personal sort of, there's a deep, there's a very deep personal bond between them. It's been well documented in the, in the shows, especially like Last Ride, where I think uh, there's, there are moments where Vince is near, near like to the point of being emotional on, on camera and he immediately goes, no, no, cut cameras. But what's yeah. So it's going to be fascinating to see if he, goes so far he probably won't mm. he's probably he's probably prepared himself up to that but it's going to be it's going to be very fascinating and it's and it's just yeah it's just like it's it's a great celebration obviously the career of the undertaker and yeah it's sorry there's a fly in my room sorry oh fair <laughs> enough For the audio if you're watching the video on twitch you will have just seen that flown past my screen quite literally <laughs> there we go um so yeah so that's that's the undertaker um obviously ever since he probably retired this was clearly going to happen especially in home state of texas as well uh so other inductees so uh we've got posthumously we've got vader who's going into the hall of fame i don't know how much we i don't think we've really talked too much about the hall of fame entrance this i don't think year. we have done actually no so we can elaborate no. a little bit here yeah so we've got a uh, vader uh former wcw uh, also did have a stint in wwe i believe he was all also popular uh new japan as well oh, or in all japan yeah. and new japan like he was okay. The in Japan terms, not to, I won't go on too much about this, but in Japan terms, he was like, if you imagine how how like white hot someone could be when it came to being the foreign villain, freaking mm. hell, Vader was it? Like literally, I think he pinned, I think it was Antonio Inoki, who in Japanese wrestling terms at that point was like a god, and I think there was almost a riot in the building. Oh wow, <laughs> oh wow. But, so, um, so who's, who's he going to be inducted by? 
He's going to be inducted by Mick Foley. That okay, that makes a lot of sense. Are you aware of kind of the history of those two together? Not, not in the ring. I'm a, obviously they, they are obviously they were close friends, but uh, I'm, I believe I'm so. Not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too familiar of the of a, a Foley Vader rivalry in the, in the wrestling years. It's not even necessarily a rivalry. It's that in WCW, it was in a match with Vader where Foley lost his ear. Oh yes, yeah. From when he got caught up in the ropes in a match in Germany, I think it was. Mm-hmm. If memory serves, he sort of did that traditional spot where he kind of got went up and round and caught in between the ropes, and that's how he lost his ear. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And also, you know that Foley's really good at public speaking as well, and he'll really be able to capture the essence of someone like Vader as well in that. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, also, um, I think this is the only uh, female inductee for the year, uh, Queen Charmel. Is going oh, cool. in, uh, and she will be inducted by, of course, King Book himself, Booker T. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, I think that I, I, again, it's like I, I don't think I, I don't remember watching SmackDown during the era of King Booker. Obviously, they, they, they talk, obviously, I've seen the documentary and stuff about it, but obviously, um, Charmel was obviously the manager and obviously the sort of yeah. person that occasionally helped Booker retain the crown and so forth. So All it's kind of hail King Booker. Yeah. When he yes. first won the title, that 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 repeated line that she kept saying as the show went off the air, it sticks in your brain. Believe me. Yeah. So yeah, nice, nice, well deserved uh, induction there. Um, the most recent inductees were announced uh, a couple of days ago, and um, well, doesn't it doesn't make a surprise considering one of their offspring is currently riding high as an NXT uh, superstar. It's the Steiner brothers. They're going in. Awesome. Both of them. That's that really includes cool. Scott Steiner. So. Okay. <laughs> Scott Steiner with a live microphone. Awesome. Oh, yeah. 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 So Rick, Rick and Rick and Scott, they're going in. Um and Steiner's and are such a good tag team. So good. They they haven't announced who's inducting them, but it I think it kind of makes sense for it to be Braun Breaker. In a way, think. because of the fact because of the family connection, unless there's someone, unless there is someone more, I guess, more senior within the WWE uh, producers or writing staff, or I'm even trying to legends. think from like a. I'm trying to think from like an older WCW point of view because the Steiners were in WWF '93 to '94, I think, ish mm. around that time period. Yeah. For WCW time periods, though, there could be a whole manner of people. I mean, one would assume Ric Flair won't be there because um, he could easily be a part of it. An end very easily an NWO connection you could establish there. You could have yeah. someone like Bischoff come on and do it potentially. Mm. I'm sure there's probably someone I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head who would be a far better fit. But there have been, in fairness, you can even have Harlem Heat be involved because they've had great matches involved in that mm. with them as well. There are so many possibilities. But if memory serves, when Dusty Rhodes was inducted, I think it was Cody and Dustin that did it. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me. If Bron Breaker would do it, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I think the I think the instant connection is there. Obviously, now he is now he is flourishing as a wrestler in NXT 2.0, and obviously that family connection. And and that's the thing. Uh, Usos inducted Rikishi, didn't he? Didn't yeah. So it's all there's always if there's a, if there's a good family bond story to be told at the Hall of Fame, this is probably going to be it. Um, and also. Shock horror! They've actually on NXT now officially pointing out that Braun Breaker is Rick Steiner's son. Have they actually? Wow! Yep. Okay, they have. They have actually acknowledged that now. I mean, make it full circle. Make him Braun Steiner. 
Or Bron Steiner Breaker. Oh, that's a cool name. Like right? That. Sounds like good. That, that should like be that. his finishing move, the Steiner Breaker. Uh, but no, I'm 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 kind of it's like I it's like seeing how Breaker's kind of gone from his weird entrance on NXT 2.0 when he just sort of popped up and just went, I don't want a chance to prove myself, just bouncing around on the spot <laughs> to LA Knight. And now it's like watching some of the matches he's had recently with um, Robert Roode, uh, Shampoo and all that. He's really mm. he's really doing well. And I would not be surprised if he's on the main roster by the summer, to be perfectly mm. honest. Agreed. And we'll talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the NXT event very, very shortly. Uh, the last award, um, this year's Warrior Award, um, is going to go to the late Shad Gaspar, who uh, passed away tragically a couple of years ago, um, saving the life of his son when they got sort of swept away in the currents in America. Was it really um, that long ago? Yeah, about oh 20, 2020, 2020, I think. That's insane it was that long ago. I Man, yeah. time, time flies. I, I, think, I think a few fans have been wondering why it hadn't been done sooner. I think, I think the sensible cause here is obviously they want a crowd. I think I think an audience there because it would just be weird to acknowledge it on an empty, on an empty show or an empty arena show in that sort of sense. Mm. I think it would. I think it. I think it. It does not do uh, the the heroic deed he did justice. And by all accounts, just what a wonderful human being he was mm. as well. Yep. Just by all the various accounts that have been said, both around the time of his untimely passing. And also since, just the stories you've heard just sounds like a genuinely wonderful human. Yeah. And um, obviously former member of Crime Time in WWE, uh, popular in like, uh, the mid-2000s, late-2000s? Um, early 2010s? Yeah, I, I want to say maybe early 2010s off the top of my head, because they were around with John Cena for a little bit as well, I seem okay. to recall. They were kind of hanging around him for a while. But yeah, like JTG as part of Crime Time. So yeah, that that makes up the the Hall of Fame twenty twenty two inductees. It's a, it's a smaller squad, which which is... I I think is better because there was yeah. a point when it was like I love the Hall of Fame, but in a weird way, I kind of want a less is more approach. I, I want to hear more from them. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be what it's gonna be about two and a bit hours. So obviously the the, the speeches are gonna be what's going. On. So basically, obviously, Taker and McMahon are gonna go for as long as they want to be perfectly honest i mean why wouldn't they um so yeah i again i i'm looking forward to this i think i think it'll be quite nice i think it'll be good i think it'll be a good show imagine if vince just came out and just went undertaker and that I was it be, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think fans might be a little bit annoyed okay sorry i think so I, think, I think i think taker might be a bit annoyed taker's probably backstage going going what, what are you doing okay hang on i'll extend this i'll, I'll extend the introduction by 100 percent. The Undertaker. <laughs> I still, I, I still think Taker will be disappointed if that was the case. <laughs> Consider, considering the thirty years he's 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 had with WWE. Mm. Anyway, anyway, after Hall of Fame, we move over to WrestleMania Saturday. Um, well, it doesn't start with WrestleMania. No, 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 because we lucky boys and girls get to enjoy a matinee wrestling show from WWE or Yay. Or if you're in the UK, 6 p.m. So tea time wrestling. Delightful. Stand and deliver. Is I'm getting happening. a takeaway. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, NXT stand and deliver is uh yeah, they're big. Uh a big I think this will I think this is happening at an arena in Dallas, Texas as well. So I was is, actually gonna ask, is it confirmed where this is actually taking place at? I believe, I believe it's also in Texas. I will double check this right now. 
Stand and deliver. Because there is part of you that wonders, would they just do it in the same stadium, given it's taking place the same day? So it's happening at the American Airlines Center, so not the AT&T Stadium. Which one would assume that's probably where they're doing SmackDown the night before? And or maybe Monday Night Raw following Sunday night. Yeah, that makes sense. But they will be in the American Airlines Center. So, Mm. uh, yes, uh, for the first time in many, many years, an actual arena show for NXT, which will be cool. I think it'll be fun. Uh, So let's run down this card. So um, we have first the battle of Gunther, a.k.a. Walter, going up against LA Knight, um, which will be... Which will be an interesting match. I, they had a they had a little promo about two weeks, I think a week and a half ago. They had a promo where Gunther was getting really irate that people were just coming out, shouting words and getting title shots. And then LA Knight came out. And before he did the let me torch, you like Gunther just took the microphone off him <laughs> in a way. And LA Knight just said, Don't you ever interrupt me again. And they just got into a brawl. Um, I think this will be a I think it will be a fun match, but I think Gunther is going to literally uh, slap the chest off LA Knight, to be perfectly honest. I think they're, built, uh, they, they're obviously continuing to build Gunther there. Um, I, I look forward to the crowd having deafening chants of Walter. They'll probably be that. Um, they, they, the just, they just need to call him Gunther Walter. Is this so difficult? Not everyone needs to only have one name. Well. That's that's what they've decided and created. Uh, in, ter- no, in terms of in terms of crowd reactions, there's a lot of love for LA Knight in NXT 2.0 right now. Hmm. Basically, it basically blows the roof off half the time, mostly because he uses the music and obviously the the swagger, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on, we've got uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo in hmm. uh, in another sort of old school versus new school sort of thing. Because obviously- in a prove yourself kind of encounter. <laughs> In a kind of way, I I think there's a there's a sense of this show in particular. There is a sense that I think this is like the last stand for a couple of the black and gold NXT stars that either for the old guard, yeah. So that either finally moved on to main roster, or they might be going elsewhere. To be perfectly honest, because it's like Champ has been on Raw a couple of times recently, so that kind of makes things. They were kind of they were kind of building up sort of like LA Knight having an issue having a thing with Dolph Ziggler on the main roster as well, but obviously that's kind of sidetracked a little bit because Dolph Ziggler is now an NXT champion. Um and yeah, the same with Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. They have a match as well against Toxic Attraction. We'll talk about that briefly in a second. But it just it just feels like for a lot of for some of the old for some of the old guard of of black and gold, this is probably the 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 last stand the last uh, the last charge for them, um, so yeah I I see D'Angelo winning this, to be honest, and the fact is D'Angelo again is he's a very competent wrestler in the ring, uh, fans like him, obviously complete stereotypical gangster, but hey forget about it, I'm not gonna try and do the Colin Fowle penguin impersonation, it'll <laughs> it's it's I've got over it, hey take it easy sweetheart and I'm going heart hello love take it easy. <laughs> No, um, but yeah, Tony D'Angelo is going to win this. Then, then because always with a WrestleMania NXT style show, there always has to be a ladder involved. Um, oh, we yes. have a th- we have a five way ladder match for the North American Championship. Uh, Carmella Hayes, defending champion, against Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, Cameron Grimes, and Solo Sikoa. This could be fu- this could probably steal the show, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, considering. 
a few of them aren't are very familiar with ladder matches from the last couple of years of NXT. Um, one, because, um, one Sir Cameron of Grimes, as an example. Sir, Cam- Sir Cameron Grimes, uh, also Santos Escobar, uh, last year with the Unified uh, Cruiserweight Championship against um, Jordan Devlin. Oh yeah, that well. was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It was it was a weird, it was a weird exciting thing when Devlin yeah it's like Devlin won like the 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 cruiserweight championship at Worlds Collide which was this really cool clash of NXT versus NXT UK versus two hundred five live and then obviously the pandemic happened and it's like oh well we can't get Jordan over what do we do I don't know we'll get a new champion <laughs> in that sort of way um, so yeah this is again it's like it's like I wonder if this is probably the moment where Carmella Hayes moves over to main roster or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I think at the moment he's, he's probably still worth keeping around NXT because, again, very charismatic, great on the mic, really good worker in the ring. Um, he could probably do, he could probably challenge for NXT Championship at some point. So I, I imagine he would probably be remaining. Um, does anyone else, can anyone, it's like Grimes. Grimes is yet to win a proper championship. Obviously, we had the million dollar championship last year. And that just kind of, oh, well, this belt's fake. Oh, well, this championship means nothing now. Oh. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing of winning the million dollar championship and then Ted DBS, he just went, oh, yeah, it, it's fake. Bye. <laughs> and he went. Um, My so, contract yeah, I, here is over. I am out. Goodbye. Yeah, I think, for, I think from a crowd favorite perspective, I think Grimes would probably get a nice pop if he Ooh, won. Is that fly again? <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, so yeah, any anyone, I think there's a lot of good talent in this. I think this will be probably one of the matches of the night. Uh, we've also got NXT tag, uh, Women's Tag Match, uh, Toxic Attraction versus a unified uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. They've been at odds for a while, and then suddenly they've got back together to be best of friends again for a, a, a tag team battle. Um, well, technically, they should be facing the Dusty uh, Cut finalists, Funny story, and we'll get on to that when we get to the women's main event. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm so, intrigued. So I, I I mean, again, it's like unless Raquel Gonzalez and Dagoki are staying down in NXT 2.0, I can't see Toxic Extraction losing the belt here. Um, in terms of the men's tag team, we've got Triple Threat, we've got Imperium versus MSK versus the Creed Brothers. Creed Brothers won the uh, Dusty Road, uh, the Dusty Classic. Um, and then before their big moments, got jumped by Mystery Assailants. MSK. <coughs> um, it's not been revealed <laughs> yet, but I'm, I think a lot of people are sensing it's MSK. To Sorry, be you've, got, you've got a nasty cough there, Eddie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just revealing hidden truths. <coughs> MSK. Um, did oh, it. Mate, you should um, get that scene too. Yeah, I should. I should. Um, again, they're three very good teams. Creed Brothers have come on quite a little bit since they started in NXT 2.0. MSK have been very reliable. Imperium are absolutely impeccable as a team. Um, I remember seeing the team. I remember seeing um, uh, Barfell and Eichner at uh, NXT UK taping back in back in like 2019. In the before to, times, it, in the before times, and before they joined Imperium, um, and they they were fun to watch. They are a great tag team. They're they're, they're just they're a really polished tag team. It works with Imperium. Um, any one of these teams could win. I I I can I can imagine the Creed brothers taking the belts in a way, but I would not be surprised if Imperium keep the belts. Again, anything can happen. It's like it's um it's unpredictable. It's an unpredictable match for this one. So we move over to the NXT Women's Championship Fatal Four Way. So it was- enlighten me as to what the heck has happened here. So it was Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade, 
for a couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray went off and won the women's Dusty Cup. Um, and they decided to, because obviously the winners get a guaranteed title shot, uh, they came to the great conclusion of cashing in on the women's championship. So <laughs> they've both I mean, been to, you mean, know what? If, if it's not to, in the paperwork, if it's not me, the, if it's it's not in the contract details, you might as well do it. <laughs> to me, that's actually very smart. Mm. To me, look, you think looking at it from the outside in, yeah. that's actually incredibly smart. And someone had a really good idea there. I like that. Yeah, so we've got this. So yeah, so Shirai and Kaylee Ray added themselves into the match, fatal full way. Um Again, it's again. Shirai's already had the belt, so don't necessarily see purpose of Shirai getting the belt back. Kaylee Ray has come off a very, very strong NXT UK run, so chances are she'll be picking up the belt at some point. Cora Jade's been done use the, the sort of plucky underdog sort of way, so again there is there is momentum for her to get the belt. Um, but Mandy Rose is doing doing all right as the sort of established star as the as the sort of uh title bearer until like new talent are able to step up and i think that's i think for all the criticisms 2.0 gets sometimes and it's still uh, not you, a, you mean nxt not a tag team nxt 2.0 yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no not msk no i haven't said msk oh but, no, no. Um, I, mean, I meant the aew tag team oh no 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 <laughs> oh yeah oh yes true right no, exactly. that, name doesn't, that name doesn't exist anymore generally bad creative jericho <laughs> no, shafted no, no. Has that name of the team, though, actually gone? I appreciate I'm deviating now, but has that name actually gone, or is it just the names of the two individuals? I think the team name's gone. I think they are officially part of Jericho Appreciation Society, and they changed the names. Well, do you mm. know, actually, in hindsight, maybe that's why they changed it, because it's like, it's freaking oh. NXT. Yeah. So, anyway, that's sorry. Creative. Continue, uh, though, sorry. Uh, but no, um, for, for everything that sometimes NXT 2.0 does, a little bit wrong or strangely wrong. I mean, two weeks ago, we had a kissing contest between Dexter Loomis and uh, Mrs. Loomis, I forget her name, uh, and two other wrestlers. Just just to make out competition in the middle of the ring. No reason. Just just because. It. MJF loved it when he did an interview a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you mean the interview he wasn't authorized to do? That one. Yes, that one. Um, so, for all the, all the weird, stupid bollocks that it does, and... It's it's a popular phrase on the show here. Jeremy knows because he keeps giggling every time I say it. For all the stupid bollocks that NXT 2.0 do, I kind of like the idea that they've managed to bring in talent from talent that's not really being used on Raw or say SmackDown or something like that, and 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 do something with the younger talent to kind of build up. And that's and that's probably why the Dolph Ziggler NXT Championship shock wins actually been quite oh all right then fine gives Dolph something to do. The thing because- is though, the idea of a developmental area is mm. to develop talent. I can't remember who said it, but it was years ago. Um, in fact, I, th- I don't know where I'm pulling this story out from, but mm. the Dudleys. I want to say in a shoot interview, they mentioned, because it was when after, it was like a while before they got released and became Team 3D and TNA for ages. Mm-hmm. But I want to say that they mentioned, they pitched the idea of going down to OVW for a while, at the time, WWE's developmental area. Yeah. Uh, to like help build up some new tag teams. One of them being Eminem, Miz and Morrison, not Miz and Miz and, Miz and, Miz and, Miz and No, um, Mercury and Mercury and Nitro. 
M yeah. and M. There you go. Got there in the end. There and they go. wanted to try and build them up to get them ready for like main roster stuff. And then ultimately they were just brought up really quickly and won the tag belts. And it's like, oh, well, all right. Yeah. Kind of thing. But the idea is you, the point I'm trying to get to is you use established people, perhaps who aren't doing as much, or if you want to cycle people in and out, there's a developmental area. Give them some experience. Well, it's like the the SCW days. You had you had, and this is obviously because of the connection between Regal and Moxley. Regal and Moxley had feuds in FCW, mm-hmm. and obviously at that time, before it became NXT, um, it was their developmental. So that's obviously you're bringing in established talent or talent that's not necessarily been used, and giving them purpose. And um, yeah, and that's and that's the thing, obviously, with our main event of Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker. Um, and again, it's like. You think in an, an open shot case, you think Braun Breaker's going to basically get his um, title belt back? I'm not sure. I think I think I think we're gonna we're gonna start the Braun Breaker over to the main roster thing because it's like, it, I mean, it'd be nice to see him on the main roster, but obviously it's it's the sort of thing. I mean, it's like, do you keep Braun down in NXT for a little bit longer as a champion? Just give him a few more months, just the final final polishes and stuff like that, and then send him on his way, maybe around SummerSlam time, or or do you do you hit the, do you strap the rocket and off we go? Because um, who who knows? He could be the one to beat Roman, quite possibly. <laughs> but do you think he will come out with one or both of the Steiner brothers by his side? I think he'll come out with. I think if if anything, he's definitely coming out with Dad. He's definitely coming out with Rick. And considering NXT is happening straight uh, happening after, yeah, it's probably that they'll, they'll, they'll either they'll either will be coming out or they will be definitely featured in the audience at the front row. So obviously, the watching at ringside sort of things. I think that's probably the latter's probably more likely going to happen mm. in a way. And then obviously, if he does win the belt, then obviously the signers can come in and celebrate. Or who knows, the signers might get involved. Hit a move. I was going to say, what if? Yeah, get a Steiner rivalry where Scott turns on Rick again. No, (laughs) no, and joins up with Dolph. (laughs) No, stop it, stop it now. Because then we get a TNA reunion of sorts. Would you get some Scott Steiner and Robbie, Bobby, Robbie, Robert Rude, whatever his name is, interaction? That's that's just that's that's the anarchy. That's anarchy. That's basically definitely it's anarchy. That's definitely expected in NXT 2.0. But it's the wrong sort of anarchy. I don't this want is the to see happen. But you've just said it there. You no one wants it to happen. It's a bad idea. Yet you know someone's already pitched that. We know it. It has to happen. It's it probably has, and probably someone's gone no, and then Vince has gone. But it's good shit. Well, you know what I really want to see, but you know what I really want to see backstage though, before this happens, before this match happens. I want to see I want to yes, literally. (laughs) Literally, I'm not even joking. I want to see Scott talking about all the percentages of chances that Bron has to win. And then Rick ultimately just going and saying, just kick his ass and win. (laughs) Go on, son. Go get go go make the Steiners proud. Ooh, ooh. Go on, son. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's NXT Stand Liver. Um, again, it's like I haven't been watching a lot of NXT 2.0 recently. Um again, it's like I keep an eye on the on the results of things, and it's like I think the card, the card looks all right. Hmm. To be honest, I think we'll be fine. I think the sh- I think the show will be a nice sort of palate cleanser, I suppose, 
in the run-up to, obviously, the most stupendous WrestleManias of them all. And, um, yeah, because we have we have that Saturday 6 p.m., it's probably going to be a three-hour show, so that's going to be done by nine. Yeah, and then and and NXT will be a three-hour show. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but, but, but WrestleMania is probably going to be... Oh, there's a two-hour kickoff for, for WrestleMania, by the way. What? <laughs> two-hour kickoff. Probably starting at 10 p.m., so you get an hour break, hour break between the shows. It's a a, a two-night show. Why is there a kickoff? Because. Is there anything on the kickoff other than just people and footage? I would not be surprised if we have an intercontinental belt or even even the United States because they haven't put them on the main card yet and both cards look pretty stacked right now. I mean, to be fair, the IC and US belts very rarely get defended at WrestleMania now. Yeah. Just just as a rule. Was it defended last... You know what? Let's no. look. You know what? No, Intercon- no, no, no. Intercontinental was defended last year. Apollo Crews beat Biggie. Fair point. Okay, fair point. Yeah. But still, I am now curious. Just on a baseline level, was so you said the IC belt was defended. I'm, this is now me trying to quickly scroll through things. Was the IC belt? IC was okay. And in fairness, US title was as well. It was Sheamus beating Riddle, which was a good match. Yes, that was a very good match. So what about like, the year? What about the year before, which was of course the empty arena show? I can't remember off the top of my head. Don't. Let's have a look. Was um, Bob, no, no, Bobby wasn't the. There United was an IC title match in the empty arena show. Who was it? Do you want spoiled version or spoiler-free version in case you want to rewatch it? Uh, you can spoil it for me. I, I watched okay. the show and I can't so, remember it. <laughs> I'm going to read verbatim what this says. Sami Zayn oh, with, yes. with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defeated yeah. Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak. <laughs> yes, I remember. Yes, yes. And yes, there, I remember was, that now. there was no US title match by the look of it. I think at that time, I think Apollo Crews had got the United States title for the first time or just was about to to get it. And then Bobby went on his run of mm. having it up until the following year's thing. Um, so yeah. Year, year, year before that, which I want to say was the one that I was at, which yes. I'm going to look really weird. Wasn't, now, so wasn't that Lashley versus Balor and Balor won with the Demon for the Intercontinental? Um, the United States was Joe versus Mysterio. Correct. And and Joe, I, and some... I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I remember it was a the long Joe, day. Joe, Joe versus Mysterio is memorable because it's on the showcase mode. On oh, God. It, the IC title match was the semi-main event. It only went four minutes, but it was the semi-main event. Oh, good. And, <laughs> and that was, uh, like you said, the Demon Balor defeating Bobby Lashley with Leo okay. Rush. Yeah. That was Remember that combo? Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. What about the I'll year time. before? What, what, what say Stop you? It. Stop no, it! No, 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 last one for 34. WrestleMania 34. 34 was a triple threat for the Intercontinental. It was Balor, Miz, and Rollins, which I believe Rollins won. Correct. United Do you States remember was, doing the US uh, title? was a fatal four-way. It was uh, Randy Orton, uh, Rusev, Jinder Mahal, and I cannot remember the last one for the life of me. I'm going to say I Ricochet. T- I can tell you one word and you'll know. Glorious. Bobby Roode and Jinder won. Correct. This there is the thing, go. right? I'm not. To, this is not me trying to demonstrate I don't know wrestling. It's just there's <laughs> up to a point where I can remember a lot of WrestleMania cards front to back. And then there's a point where it just kind of fizzles. It just, because get, it just gets hazy. 
Do you know why? Honestly, it's because they don't have the numbers in the logos anymore. I used to be able Fair to remember enough. like the numbered logos help me correspond to matches. But I anyway, the logo. I always use the logo. I always use the numbers. I talk about this in WrestleMania 38, even though it's the most stupendous. Anyway, <laughs> so Let's we go. are. So this year is WrestleMania 38, everyone, and we mm-hmm. get to day. I, I'll just say day one, night one, whatever you want. How are things shaping up so far, Mister Dekasan? So uh, we'll, we'll go through each night's card. And I'll give you some some tidbits here and there if I can. So uh, we talked about last episode to the point that we started singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, we've got the Usos defending the SmackDown Tag Championships against Nakamura and Boogs. This, this is a coin flip. And it's like, on one side, it makes sense for Usos to keep the belt because it keeps the bloodline strong. And to be honest, it makes a bit of sense. But then on the other side... People just love rocking out to Nakamura and Boogs when they come out, especially Pat McAfee. He jives on the table so much on the past SmackDown. Michael Cole was lit. You have to see the video footage. Basically, McAfee's still doing his dancing and, and rocking out, and Michael Cole's still going, trying not to not to corpse, was saying, Pat, stop it, please, Pat. You're getting too close, Pat. Pat's like, no, playing guitar. Michael getting Cole. too close to what? The edge? The edge of the table <laughs> to fall off? Yeah. Um, so there's there's that crowd interaction. Also, um, some people, uh, I, you know, I was watching the Wrestle Talk uh, predictions uh, before going live, and again, Boogs has been strangely very much protective. He has a victory over both Usos, so it's like, okay, maybe. But I I kind of feel if anyone's eating the pin for that team, it's going to be Nakamura. So um, I need to ask, because I've not watched WWE in a while, admittedly, and particularly SmackDown, just because of the reasons, but mm. is Boogs still doing his weird Freddie Mercury thing, or is he back on guitar now? He, no, he's still he's still in the guitar, and he's still the hench Freddie Mercury. So the That's reason I mention is. this is they're doing this in a giant-ass stadium, WrestleMania this year. That entrance ramp is really, really long. Also... Uh, Rick Boogs has been doing a little bit of the Freddie Mercury sort of stuff every time he brings, starts at the guitar because he does the A-O and gets the crowd going. So <laughs> oh, ima- no. Im- imagine a full AT&T stadium doing that as well. I think it'll be quite fun. I think it'll be quite nice. It'll be a nice, it'll be a nice moment for the entrance, but I, I, I personally think Uso's a wedding. I think a- Uso's a Emmy Sakura in, in AEW must be really annoyed because she was doing the whole Freddie Mercury thing herself. Oh. Anyway, moving on. We've got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Yeah, oh. I tried a Scottish accent and it went wrong. Um, <laughs> so this is a few that started all the way back from day one. Joy to which... Oh, you mean pay-per-view? Sorry, I, I was like, day yeah. one? What? Day one. We covered the show, Jeremy. <laughs> no, just the way you said it, it confused me. Sorry. Yeah, all the, all the way back at WWE, day one, the premium live event. Um, and yeah, so premium. basically... So McIntyre's gone through Mad Cat Moss a couple of times, almost dropped him on his head at uh, Elimination Chamber, all that sort of stuff, and now finally has a one-on-one match with Corbin. Um, fun fact, apparently, Corbin has been pinned or submitted since his character change, which is... Really? Apparently. That's, that's what WWE is saying. Also, also, additional fact, I think I mentioned it before, no one's kicked out of End of Days or Happy Days. So is that genuinely weird. what it's called now? Yeah, Happy Days. Does he start singing the theme song when he does it? No, he doesn't do the <laughs> sort of thing. Um, 
in all in all someone can make a really good amv to that by the way (laughs) happy days just doing that (laughs) in all likeliness i think drew mcintyre is going to completely demolish happy corbin it will probably be a short match and this feud will end once and for all thank god this needs to basically just be a running claymore and it's done it will it'll it'll do it'll do like three claymores get the crowd counting down so they'll do three claymores He'll pin, and then McIntyre will swing the sword around, and flame will fire out, and fireworks will go off, and then Drew McIntyre can move on back to get uh, back over to the main event scene, pretty much. So yeah, that, that, that that's that's that match. Nothing to really write home about, but it, it'll be probably all right, and everyone will get to see Happy Corbin get claymored. Which is everyone will be happy with what happens to Corbin. Yes, hopefully. Mm. So we have a we have a we have another tag match. We've got the new day making up of uh, Kingston and Woods against uh, Biggie. Yep, and uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch, aka Big Dunn. So yeah, this is still a continuation of the of the story they they've been going. They've obviously now incorporated the the Biggie injury into it, which is not particularly great. But then. It, 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 it's 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 WWE. That's all I'm going to say. A re, it's a reason for the teams to be feuding. They injure one of their beloved friends. Obviously, they want payback and stuff like that. But it's in the WWE. Last couple, they've done it for years. Yeah, in the last couple of weeks, uh, Holland's beaten uh, Kingston a couple of times. Woods has beaten Holland and so forth. In all honesty, I think this is just going to be a throwaway match with a feel good moment for the new day. To be perfectly honest, um, yeah, there's nothing really riding on it. Obviously, if you want. If you're trying to build this faction of Seamus, Holland, and Butch, I, saying Butch is wrong. I'm just going to say Dunn. Uh, <laughs> building, building this faction of Seamus, Holland, and Dunn. I'm sorry, who? Butch. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, it kind of it does it does kind of make sense to a degree to for the for the the strong for the the new faction to win. I mean, the new day don't necessarily lose anything with a loss, to be honest. But considering everything that's happened so far in this storyline, it might just be a nice feel-good moment for the New Day to win. And then the, then the faction can probably steamroll them at the next premium live event, and uh, off we go. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Big E's social media game is going to be during this match. It'll be nice if he, it'll be nice if he sort of made an appearance of some description, even if it's like doing the, oh, if he can do with the, with the broken neck, of course, hmm. um, so forth. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. again. It will be a match. It will be a decent match, but not much really to this. Uh, then we got first of, I think, three celebrity matches at this year's card. So we've got the Mysterios versus the Miz and Logan Paul. Uh, uh, I Logan mean, Paul. I mean, bless Logan. He is trying to. He, he's giving it a go. Which is when celebrities get when celebrities give it a go and actually show they want to do stuff in in WWE and the wrestling side of things. That's that's fun. Obviously, we saw it last year with Bad Bunny, where everyone just going, "Oh, he's just a random rapper. He's not going to do." Oh my word, he's done a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> but it's the thing, though. Bad Bunny one doesn't have a punchable face, you know, which is oh, also very oh, useful. This is true. But, this but is Bad true. Bunny like properly trained for this. Just but Logan Paul, let's call it like it is, has a punchable face. It just does, and I just don't want to see him. And even worse with Miz. Like that mean? It, uh, so, uh, forget. I don't mean this. And okay, wait. Let me try to think. I'm going to phrase this. <laughs> the Mysterios. It's gonna be really cool to see them come out to the ring as a father-son duo at WrestleMania mm. in a massive stadium like that. 
It's going to be a wonderful moment. But. But. The idea of Miz and Logan Paul as a tag team. There's the old phrase of like, turn the channel heat. If I was ever, I mean, I'll be watching this on a delay anyway, so I've got no excuse to skip it really, so I can't hit walk mm. well, out wait, during wait, the live We're reviewing it next episode, so you're going to have to watch it, Jeremy. And, no, I know, but what I'm trying to imply is, not because of the Mysterios, but because of Miz and Logan Paul, if I were ever to, to nominate a match to be a piss break match, it would probably be this purely because of Miz and Logan Paul. That said, I would like them to prove me wrong. And if they actually have a really great match and Logan Paul does a flipping good job, I hold me to this, people, if you really want to. I will happily come on this podcast next week and say, well done, Logan. I was wrong. You still have a punchable face. Fair enough. I mean, the, the current storyline at the moment is most of the times when the Mysterios and Miz and Paul have got into altercations, Logan Paul is kept avoiding the 619. So there's a sense of he's going to take a 619 at some point in this match, probably. But again, it's like, to the, to the mysterious... Again, this is the thing with some of these matches. Like, the logic sense tells you the wrestler, the wrestling team that doesn't have a celebrity should fairly win because it makes sense from a story. It, it makes sense from a crowd-pleasing moment side of things, especially the Mysterious because obviously baby faces. Yeah, Whereas also, who, the, who wants Logan Paul to win? What's the point? I, I, I did not realise this. It's been an, until, until it's been mentioned on various podcasts. But apparently celebrities don't lose their WrestleMania matches. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't think of a celebrity losing their WrestleMania match. What are the celebrity point? matches that we had? Just like as a point of comparison. I'm drawing blank. Bad, Bad Bunny and Damien Priest. Bad Bunny okay, yeah. Uh, Stephen Amell and, and Neville at SummerSlam. Stephen Amell won. Oh, I thought you meant celebrity like WrestleMania matches specifically. Oh, Snooki. sorry, Snooki won. Uh, oh god, that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow versus I forget his name. Oh, Lawrence uh, Taylor, the footballer. Yeah, yeah. Taylor won. B A B A and Hulk Hogan, they won. Oh, Mr. T, you mean right? Sorry, I was like, oh, B-A. Mr. T. No, <laughs> yeah, sorry, B- yeah, sorry, my bad. Sorry, Mr. T. I apologize. But everyone knew. It's everyone, B-A everyone, Baracus, you're right. But yeah, everyone knew what I meant at the time. Um, yeah. yeah, okay, fair. You're not, you're not wrong, but Logan Paul should lose. I mean, technically, you, you could also count in-ring segments because, you know, Pete That's Rose true. got tombstoned numerous times by Kane. And it wasn't a match, Jeremy. This Logan is where the Paul stats got come stunned. into it. Logan Paul got stunned by, yeah. uh, by Kevin Owens. Yeah. Also, there's also these, there are these reports of Logan Paul probably doing a bit more WWE, not straight away, but in the future side of things mm. which but like I say if he does a really good job I will happily change my tune but at the moment I don't want to see him fair enough I I would like to see Mysterio's win I will not be surprised if Miz and Logan Paul win do you reckon it'll be because Dominic will cost him and Ray and this might lead to some dissension between yeah. him and Ray I think we've been I think we've been waiting for the, like the, the split for a while now to be honest mm. I don't know if that's going to be a thing or if that's actually going to happen. Who knows? Anyway, let's move on. So we've got the uh, first of the big women's championships. We've got uh, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Smackdown, uh, the Raw uh, Women's Championship. Um, this 
I think this, this obviously, this should be a full circle moment. Belair should be getting this belt back, to be perfectly honest. Um, the, the, the feud's been quite good the last couple of weeks. On Monday, uh, Becky Lynch tried to cut off Bianca's uh, ponytail with scissors in the ring. Oh, kind of back, kind of backfired because Belair took some chunks of hair off Becky <laughs> with the scissors. Is this going to um, lead to a hair versus hair match then down could, the line? Possibly. It, I, I, basically, I can imagine Belair winning the belt and then Becky saying, "No, I want, a, I want, I want a rematch." But this time, it's hair versus hair or something mm. like that. But which player uh, will still probably win, to be honest. Mm, I wonder if they're going to do any callbacks to the SummerSlam random match. Because mm. remember, I think it was they shook hands at the start, and yeah. that's when Becky then quickly took her in and hit the manhandle I, slam, I, is it? I, yeah. Uh, it's the, the man slam. That's it. Or, or, yeah. or, or, or let's call it is, the side effect. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a rock bottom. It's a rock bottom, isn't it? I'm getting my moves mixed up. Sorry, it's been a long yeah. week, people. But no, yeah, I wonder um, if we might get a callback to that and like a little tease of a quick finish. Possibly, but this will this will probably be a good 15, 18 minute match. I'm looking it? forward to it, though. This is gonna be really good fun. The, this should be fun. Um when they had their first match at Extreme Rules, it was good. Uh they had a really good triple threat with Sasha Banks at Crown Jewel. The the ring chemistry is really strong. I think this will be this will be a highlight. I I think this could probably open the show, to be honest. If you want a nice hot start, open it with this. Because I think a lot of, a lot of people are sensing a Belair victory here and a, re, and, and a regaining of the championship. So, yeah, it'll be a nice sort of come, uh, full circle moment there. Hmm. Shall we move over to the story of Seth Rollins? I mean, look, if we get to talk about the amazing video that appeared on Twitter of him at WWHQ waiting to beat Vince McMahon... <laughs> Then yes, let's talk about it. Well, that's 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 all part of it. Obviously, the last couple of weeks on on Raw, uh, Seth Rollins has been trying to get his way to 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 WrestleMania. He tried to take uh, Kevin Owens' uh, interview slot with Stone Cold off him. He lost. Tried to take AJ's match from Edge. Lost. Uh, got very irate and decided to destroy a lot of the ringside last time. And then he got summoned to Vince McMahon's office. And basically, in in his drip game, complete with absolute ludicrous suit kind of going tremendous <laughs> I'm here in the all that sort of stuff and then it gets to like three hours early before the meeting then three hours and then he's like okay you can go in now and Vince is just and basically Vince has gone if you it's like it, it's not WrestleMania about Seth if you wanted to match Seth no 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 you gotta say it correctly it's it, not a WrestleMania without Seth uh, freaking, freaking Rollins. Rollins. I, I, I stand corrected. And basically, it's like, if you just wanted to match Seth, all you had to do was ask. There was a wonderful moment when he said that. Just that look of, oh. what? <laughs> <laughs> really? All right. <laughs> so, But the wrinkle in the plan, though. The wrinkle <laughs> in the plan. We'll get, we'll get to that in a second. But basically, the, the bottom line is, Seth Rollins has a match at WrestleMania on Saturday. Don't know who the opponent is. The opponent will be revealed when Seth is in the ring. An opponent for, of for, Vince McMahon's choosing. For, for probably a good couple of weeks. Um, and a lot of the, the sense has always been it's someone, uh, someone who may have just left another wrestling company. Cody! Um, that cough again, mate. That cough know. again. That cough again. I mean, you could but, say, like, it's going to be a long road to someone for WrestleMania, right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all smoke and mirrors, isn't it? All you might say that mirrors. they'll go by Cody Wyoming. There you go. That's a 
the stretch. <laughs> ah, but um, so yeah, so reports were like a week and a half ago. Uh, were basically Cody Rhodes apparently has signed a WWE contract. It's it's been I think that was PW Insider who said that. Um, so it's it that a deal apparently has been done. But then everyone's immediately thinking, does that mean that it's Seth versus Cody? So which most people have now been tuning to Raw and getting angry that Cody hasn't turned up. And it's like so funny. It's like, but it's like, but but if it was like Cody, it's like it was gonna be Cody. It's like WWE haven't really advertised Cody at all. So why would you expect him to be there? This is the perfect example of any fandom putting two and two together yeah. and getting 52 billion. Mm. It's them just saying, oh, this is clearly going to happen. I'm tuning mm. in to see it happen. Yeah. And it doesn't because they just assumed or they read it somewhere it might happen. Yeah. It's just, but in a weird way though, this is what makes it so much fun. Because yeah, it's it, just that thing of, look, if it happens on Raw, it happens on Raw. If it does or doesn't happen on Mania, it does or doesn't. But so, the best thing is, no matter what the reaction is going to be to whoever it ultimately is, it's going to be wonderful just to see the internet implode. Pretty much. Pretty much. So I think a lot of people were sensing, a lot of people were probably sensing it is. it was going to be Cody, or it could very well be Cody making his return. Then today, oh. or I think, or maybe yesterday, uh, it's before that Shane McMahon is coming in for WrestleMania weekend. What? It, it, does, it doesn't say in any capacity what he's doing. And the original reports obviously post Rumble, and we talked about post Rumble of it all going to shit backstage with uh, with Shane in a way. Um, there was there was the tentative plan of maybe Shane McMahon versus Seth at Mania, which was supposed to start at Rumble and carry on through to, to Mania. So with that announcement, there's the slight worry of Shane McMahon's coming out. And I think and I think the internet will still implode if that's the case. And I think the the building is going to burn down. Not because of they love Seth Rollins, but because they are going to be pissed off. Oh, this has potential to be absolutely magical, Ian. <laughs> it, 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 oh, it's like, girl, it's I like, can't you, wait to see the numerous live reaction videos that people will be recording and posting them on Twitter of people you know, just you know, going absolutely <laughs> ape shit at whoever it is. You know who it's going to be? It's going to be Verma Han. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> Despite the fact they finally announced that Vera is actually going to arrive on Raw the night after Mania Night 2. So will he know? I wonder what will the odds he know? are. I wonder will what he? the odds are, genuinely. Like, what, what are the odds <laughs> on, like, Paddy Power or something, you know? <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I think because I would, I would rather have a happy environment. I'd rather it be Cody Rhodes, to be honest. I think it'll be fun. I'll have a decent match if it is going to happen. I worry so, if it's anyone else. I genuinely do, for the sake of that building, for the rest of the night, for the rest of the card, and for the other matches. <laughs> There's, if if it if it's Shane or if it's anyone that the audience really doesn't feel is worth it, it's gonna get booed. So could be Walter could be fun. Who knows? Bring out Walter. Walter. Oh my Bring God. out Braun Breaker or something like that. Again, the Braun Breaker thing might work because of the Steiner things, but again, I can imagine the crowd shitting on it. And usually, when a crowd shits on a match, like uh, it's not nice to see. But unfortunately, 
It's frustrating because it's like we we've just said it's like WWE have no point at no point. Yeah, they've put Cody Rhodes teasers in shows with people saying words relating to him and stuff like that. But at no point have they turned around and said, "Oh yeah, Cody's coming to WrestleMania," and people are going to get pissed off at WWE for not, for, for not bringing Cody when they haven't said they're bringing Cody. <laughs> Genuine question. I've just been thinking about this. Probably on watching mm. the video version, wondering why I'm scratching my chin, looking to the sky. Mm. Has that? I can think of one instance off the top of my head where there has been a mystery opponent at a WrestleMania, and that was at WrestleMania 11 mm. when the Smoking Guns defended the tag titles against Owen Hart and a mystery partner who turned out to be Yokozuna. Okay. Which was a really cool surprise because you're like, oh crap, how the hell are they going to defeat this tag team? Yeah. But there's an I mean, element that- where a mystery opponent, I, I mean, and you compare what WrestleMania 11 was to what the heck WrestleMania is now by stature. Mm. It needs to be someone, it, it needs to be a reaction. It basically needs to be an oh shit reaction. It's mm. all it can be, but it needs to be a good one. Yeah. If it ends up being Shane McMahon, that's not a reaction you want, I don't think. No, no. And depending where this is placed on the card, if this is like before the main event or before a pivotal match, which really does deserve attention and respect from the audience, hmm. it's going to have a bad knock-on effect. And I, and I and it's like, again, it's like, I don't like seeing it happen. It's like people might go, oh, yeah, well, they deserve it. It's like, well, again, it's like there are certain circumstances where, again, like I said, I've not seen anything from WWE saying, "Oh, it's this is this is the plan. This is what it's always going to be." I mean, even even when the crowds have chanted Cody at Raw and Seth's just gone, "Oh, I don't listen to rumors and that sort of thing." So it's just like they've annoyed, they've acknowledged that people are saying Cody, but WWE have not kind of gone. Right. He might again. He might very well turn up the night after Raw, because which traditionally is when new people debut. Yeah. Or even bigger surprises happen and stuff like that, or returns and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, I think for a nice WrestleMania moment, it would be good if it's Cody. If it's someone else, it can't be Shane McMahon. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I generally fear for the for the the rest of the show from that night. To be honest, what if they did a double? What if they did a double ploy? I, I mean, they whereby- could. They could- they could do a double bluff where McMahon comes out and then introduces Cody. And then he introduces Cody, or Vince comes out and says, No, you get out. Or maybe Seth beats McMahon quickly and then says, No, I want an actual opponent. That could happen. That could imagine, work. imagine if you just said, You gave me Shane. <laughs> I'm Seth freaking Rollins. I mean, that might actually work because it could work like that. Because if he comes out and and Seth's incensed that he's battling Shane McMahon, he'll just pull out, grab a microphone, and go, "No, no, 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 no! I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this against him. He's not. He's not worthy of my talent. He's not worthy of my match." Match, and then someone else goes, "All right, I'll do it instead," which could be Cody. Again, no ways it can work. Insert Cody's own ring music now of Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. It will be surreal to if they do use Kingdom. It will be surreal to hear. It's like I was talking about with the Hardys, wasn't it? It, Looking at it the other way around, it's going to be really surreal if he does actually end up keeping that. Yeah. Anyway, so in um, theory, what's main eventing night one then? In theory, in the ring, in a ring perspective, the main event will probably be and probably should be Charlotte versus Ronda. Okay. On night one. So again, both the women's championship matches. Um, we'll talk about the other segment 
in a moment. Um, okay. But in, in terms of Flair versus Rousey, this is absolutely Rousey taking the belt of Charlotte. And she'll probably hold the belt for another year. And then Becky will take the belt. So, I mean, the, the result's not in question. I think they'll have a good match. They had a good match at Survivor Series when uh, Flair replaced uh, Lynch for the for the champ versus champ match back in 20... Was that the one where there was a cane 18. involved and someone got caned the heck out of like, in a DQ yeah. finish? Yeah, mm. uh, 2018. And that's that was when really good, Ron, that match, I remember. That's when, yeah, it was a good match. But then that was the match where Ronda didn't like people booing her. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like now they're booing me. Why? It's it's part of the show. They're booing the character. It's the story. Yeah, in that sort of sense. And then obviously she became a bit of a heel after that. Um, So I think I think considering obviously they've obviously continued their wrestling careers quite nicely. I think this will be a fun match. I think this will be good. I think it will be physical. All that sort of stuff. I think if it's a main event, it's it's a worthy main event to be perfectly honest. So yeah. So I think yeah. I, I don't think we're in doubt here. I think this is Ronda, to be, hmm. to be honest. So the only other segment on the show is the KO show of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this is the sort of thing we're, we're a little bit unsure about. I think a lot of people are still unsure about. It's like, is this just going to be Owens calling out Austin? Austin turns up. They have a little bit of a chat, and then they just have a bit of an extended brawl where in which Austin delivers stunners, drinks beer, pours beer over Owens and so forth. Or will this develop into an actual match on the night? Hmm. Because it's like, because the, the reports, of the, uh, reports, wrestling observer have been saying that Austin's been training, he's in good shape, and all that sort of stuff. So maybe if they've they fought through this match and they, they fought for an idea of a match and they've kind of worked out that it could happen, it could start. It could it could happen at the start of the again another thing to open the show. Austin pops up. Austin. Austin has a chat of KO. Things get heated, a little brawl, and it's like, okay, get, I've got my gear. I'll I'll come out at the end at the, at the end of the night, and we'll have and we'll settle this again. It'll be a. I can't imagine it being a, a massive long match ever happened to be a match. Mm. Imagine it be like a five ten minute kind of like extended squash match with Kevin Owens getting his comeuppance after all the shenanigans he's pulled, including I. I personally love the trolling he did last week dressed to Stone Cold. It's. It's wonderful. It really is. Comes out in his little bald cap. <laughs> Crowd so, proper pissed off. <laughs> so a hypothetical thought here. Not that yeah. I think this is perhaps the best idea, but it's mm. certainly one I could see them doing. Mm. What if they have the KO show segment and yeah. it's ultimately like a challenge for a match, as it were. Mm. What mm. if they say... Let's do it tomorrow night. I mean, looking at the card, night two. Oh no! Uh, let me just assemble up my chair. My card. I mean, six. There's there's seven matches on night two. So, mm. um, I mean, from, from a crowd perspective, if you're only going to night one, you got shortchanged <laughs> potentially. Yeah, this is true. But you'll still probably have a brawl thing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But there's half there's half of me that's thinking, if you're gonna bring Stone Cold out. Would you want to try and make it go over two nights? Yeah. If that makes sense. I I think from a pacing perspective, if people are there to see Stone Cold and then Stone Cold comes out at the start and that's about it, and people kind of tune out. Hmm. That's the thing. I think you look at it again with Mania. Mania attracts the, the casual fans, doesn't it? The people who are not there. I mean, I remember when I wasn't watching wrestling when WrestleMania 30, but when someone said, Oh, 
shit, The Undertaker's streak's over. It's like, oh, really? In that mm. sort of way. Um, so if you if you have this sense of Stone Cold's actually have a proper fight or a match at some point during the show, mm-hmm. people would ju- people will probably stay with the show, even mm. if they have to sit through non non sequential matches like say McIntyre Corbin that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's that there's that element there's that element to it. Mm. Um, but it's, also, it's, I, it, I also need to say as well. Because are they still going on? The, I've not seen all the clips, but are they still going on the storyline of like defending the honor of Texas? Um, it started out as Rollins muddying Texas, but then it's pretty much Owens being angry at Stone Cold. Good. Hopefully, for obvious reasons, I've asked that question. That that's kind yeah. of obvious, given you know current life circumstances in Texas. But you know, I'm glad they yeah. veered away from stuff like that. But yeah, a, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the promos now is basically about us, uh, basically uh, Owen saying I'm 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 better than you when I when you were when you when I was your age, Austin, all that sort of stuff. So it's mm. kind of yeah, it's kind of like, oh, you can't, it's like you walked away after 19 years, Austin, you can't do this anymore, Austin, that sort of stuff. So it's mm. like, you get you get a sense, if there's going to be a brawl, Austin's probably going to throw, just kick, kick, kick the shit out of him around the ringside, stun him, maybe once, maybe twice, we'll get some fun stunner reactions from Owens, and then and then he'll just be drowned in beer. End of night one, or part of night one, who knows. So how is night two going to shape up then as things stand? Night two. So other little bits and pieces going on. So let's talk about a new match that's been added to the card. Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Uh, Bobby Lashley okay. has come. Yeah, so Lashley was off, off TV for about a month and a bit because of a shoulder injury. So that's, why he to, that's why he lost the title, correct? Yeah, that's why he, he lost mm. the title at Elimination Chamber. Uh, Omos has been on a bit of a sort of singles push or basically just defeating people or the, the mid-card, lower-card talent in like handicap matches, stuff like that. And he just kind of, he kind of probably said, oh, there's no one who could knock me off my feet. And then Bobby Lashley turned up on Raw this past Monday and went, all right, and knocked him off his feet. So they've got a match. Um, <laughs> simple storytelling, everyone. Simple storytelling. It's, I, it's I don't ask of, for much. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like, it's like, do you, it's like, does Lashley win over Omos or does, and, and kind of stop the push a little bit or does Omos beat Lashley in a weird result, which is to cement the, push i don't know it's gonna be fa- it's gonna be fascinating i think because again i was watching the wrestle talk uh productions just coming on here there's a sense that this if any match is going to end in a stupid count out or does not actually happen it might be this one because so, like they book themselves as a bit of a corner here. i can't believe i'm about to say this you could say depending on the outcome he almost got the win get out Get out right now. I know you know what? I'm taking up this show right now. No more Jeremy. No more Jeremy. I've got rid of Jeremy now. I I am now running Bunker Mania because of the bad joke. I actually need someone to talk to, so come back. <laughs> come back, Jeremy. Oh, so you need me now, do you? Yeah, right. So Lashley versus Omos. I I don't know. I'm not really this invested. I'm it's, gonna say Lashley. Let's let, let the internet implode. Almost. Uh, <laughs> so, so we got uh, we got a tag team fatal four way for the women's tag match. We got um, Carmella and Selena Vega defending as champions against Sasha Banks and Naomi, uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and Italian Shayna Baszler. Liv um, Morgan and Rhea Ripley sounds like a badass tag team. 
Dope. They've pretty been working as a really good badass. Oh, I've not seen WWE recently. It's, it's, so. it's, it, it, they seem more, it seems more natural as a team than, say, almost superhero Nikki, Nikki and, uh, and Rhea last year. This seems work because of the, of the characters and kind of like the sort of punk rock aesthetic. The, both of their sort of bring. visuals, if you will. Like the yeah. way they sort of present themselves and such. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, there, are, there are probably going to be two two likely winners out of this. It's either going to be Sasha Banks and Naomi. Um, another random fact, Sasha Banks has never won at WrestleMania. Never won at WrestleMania? Huh, all right, yeah. sure. Yeah, she, yeah, she lost to Belair lost to last year. I wonder what uh, Sasha Banks will come out dressed as this year because she's done Sailor Moon at the Royal Rumble. Mm. I don't think what else. Uh, pre, the, the previous WrestleMania, what was it? That was the indoor one, I think. Think? Yeah, Wasn't she, had she like teaming a, with Bailey. No, no, she no, she wasn't teaming with Bailey. Uh, she had a, I think she had a, she was part of a of a fatal five way for the SmackDown Championship. Hang which on, she I lost. will find out because I am scrolling through matches now. Um, uh, it's not tag teams yeah, because it was fa- yeah. fatal five way for the SmackDown. And then t- uh, year, year before that, Bailey and Banks lost the women's tag team. And I f- was she about the year before then? Uh, that was that would be thirty four WrestleMania. I don't think she was on the card, or she was in the women's battle royale and lost. Uh, I don't see her listed on the card mm. for WrestleMania thirty five. Yeah, thirty three. She was. I think she went in as a potential candidate challenger for the SmackDown and then lost to Naomi. Naomi won the belt at thirty three for the SmackDown Women's Championship. 32 was triple threat of of Banks, uh, Lynch, and Flair, and Flair won. Yes. Jeremy's, yeah. Uh, Jeremy's sorry. Uh, sorry for the dead air. That was me trying to quickly scroll through because yeah. you were going at lightning Jer- speed. Jer- Jeremy's so. fact-checking for me. But um, no, it, it, I mean, from a, from like, like a results perspective and also to kind of, Pay dividends to like the Naomi Sonya Deville storyline. It would be no, it would be nice to see Banks and Naomi win the belts, but I wouldn't be opposed to Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan win the belts because out of all of them, Morgan hasn't won a belt yet. So that is still a, th- a thing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So so you got two you got two things here. They could they could either put a belt on Morgan for the first time, or they can give Banks and Naomi some uh, rewards for some of the storylines they've been doing for the last couple of months. So yeah. I think it'll be an all right match. I think it'll be an all right match, and I think it, the winner's coming for one of those two. I, I, Vega and Carmelo are not keeping the belt, to be perfectly honest. And Natalia and Bezo have just been added just to kind of add numbers to the match. We have uh, next. We have the we have the proverbial dream match, and a match which would generally steal the show if it's done well. Edge versus AJ Styles. Looking forward to this. This is gonna be fun. So so boss mode Edge in his dark purple boss suit. Mode Edge. With his dark purple suit, his brand new Alter Alter Bridge song, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think this is the start of a feud. I don't think it's a one and done thing. Um, so in this sense, I could see Styles win, just to kind of reawaken his sort of pitbull mentality a bit, because obviously for the last year he's been with Omos, and he's been kind of drifting around a little bit. So Edge is bringing him back to relevancy, and I suppose. So yeah. I, I think AJ will win, and I think this will go on to probably Money in the Bank. So, mm-hmm. uh, then we have a Royal Tag Team Championship Triple Threat RK Bro champions defeat, uh, defending against Street Profits and Alpha Academy. 
Um, this, this should be good be, fun as well. This match will be good fun. All, all, all teams involved, this is going to be good fun. Um, possibly. <laughs> imagine Chad Gable just giving a speech on his way to the ring. <laughs> True. True, but it's kind of like. But the but the question is, Jamie, where is the RKO coming out of uh, coming out of nowhere from? Is it going to be a random moment, or is it going to be on the back of someone doing a flying move like Montez Ford doing a very ridiculous frog splash? Maybe it'll be on I mean, Otis. It could be on it. I think Otis has been RKO'd out a couple of times now. I don't know. He, this is like he this, can do something insane. There, I I I think this will be this this could probably be one of the match theaters for night two, and I think this will be. I don't mind who wins this. I think this is as long as it's a fun match. I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Um, moving moving on again, it's like I think I think the next match is going to be fun. I think Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory is going to be a lot of fun as well. It's this probably is at going the to very be, least going to be very intriguing. It's very intriguing. I think we're going to have an, a McAfee performance akin to his battles with Adam Cole and NXT. Um, uh, I it, it it wouldn't hurt Pat if Austin Fury won because he's the protege of of Vince. Maybe maybe that's where Shane maybe that's I've where just, Shane just, gets I, involved. I, I, I literally was gonna say I've just thought of an appalling storyline where Shane McMahon runs in mm. and costs Austin Fury the match, saying this was meant to be my match. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> could happen. It, I mean, if if Shane's gonna be a thorn in Vince's side, that would probably be it. And um, then because you could bet Vince McMahon would try and do this, Vince McMahon then comes down the aisle mm. and he slaps Shane in the face because, mm. you know, that's a big topic of conversation this week in the world mm. in general. And that's like their way of trying to do a very awkward moment like that. Possibly. Possibly. Who knows? But um, I, 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 would, I, I imagine Theory would probably win this. I would love to see McAfee win this and then have McAfee for the next year going. It's like, I'm undefeated at Mania. One, one and one. One, one, one match, one victory. Every... It, didn't Michael Cole do that for years as well when he beat Law? Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? It's like if, Mac, if McAfee sh- shines in this match, I can imagine him going, I want four matches with this man. Get him in the ring. <laughs> that sort of way. And then, we have, then we have the last celebrity match. It's Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Anything goes. Oh my God. I think this will, again, I think from a spectacle standpoint, I think this will just be batshit insane. Hopefully, I want it to be batshit insane. I want, I hope, I think it's, hopefully the Jackass team are going to be with Johnny and they come out of various bits. And I just, it's, it's like, if any celebrity's going to lose their match this weekend, I think from a just a, I've gotten rid of Johnny Knoxville once and for all purpose, I think Sami Zayn should technically win because it's like, it's like it's like Zane's been on the like the losing him for cut for a while, especially the whole sort of Johnny Knoxville storyline thing. And the Johnny Knoxville storyline thing is has been quite fun to watch. Just the fun bickering back and forth, the sharing of public phone numbers, all that sort of stuff. Um so yeah, Knoxville shared Sammy Zane's phone number on on a on a random video and people called and he was legitimately answering the phone and talking with people like after shows and stuff like that it was it's quite good fun <laughs> it probably isn't Sami Zayn's real phone i think it's a burner phone which they've just kind of used to kind of mm. sweeten like the experience but it's like i i've kind of i've i've liked the, like the the silliness of this all and the fact is i i i per, i think you get the impression both Zayn and Knoxville are having the time of their lives with this at the moment. They're just going, yeah, it's, it's like, dumb fun. It's, dumb, what you it's, want. it's like we're, we're telling a crazy story for wrestling and we're getting paid to it. It's amazing, all that sort of stuff. So 
I can see Knoxville winning for the crowd, pop from reaction with, with all the jackass coming out to do crazy, silly stunts at the same time. I would like Zane to win just to kind of put it to bed and kind of send Knoxville packing once and for all. But I think this will be fun. It's like, I'm, tr- so, uh, I'm trying to think how many members of the jackass crew will come out. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe could, there you go. Side, side bet for anyone who wants to try and put money on this is like, how many jackass members will appear? And now on your and we'll, jackass bingo cards, scratch that person off. Oh, well, there's Dave England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wee man. Oh, oh Halluva oh. kick in his face. <laughs> ah, there's, 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 there's Preston. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Oh, there's Jeff Tremaine. <laughs> Take that as well. Anyway, so uh, last but not least, it's the main event, of course. Uh, how how can it not be? It is Brock versus Roman. Winner take all. It's the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Jeremy, it's the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. The I mean, world look, will move. Look, the world will move. Look, Things te- will happen. Technically, it is. Because it's unifying the titles into one. Yes. It is technically, well, it's like, you know, like the women's match where they unify the two belts. Technically, it's one of the biggest WrestleMania matches ever. Hmm. But it's not, because we've seen it many times. That said, we we, didn't have cowboy brockery. No, we did not. Um, And that was a point I was going to make, because we've had this before at WrestleMania. But it's when people have not been fully invested in in characters. I think the I think WrestleMania 31's match was uh was was a surprise because people were not really expecting to like the match, but it turned out to be a good match with an iconic finish with Seth Rollins cashing in. WrestleMania 34 was to me a clusterfuck. I think it, I did not like that match at all, especially with the spamming of finishes and Roman kicking out of like three F5s or something like that. It's like it, no. it was a match in, in a 2K game. <laughs> yes, it's it's the sort of thing I would do on my own personal streams, Jeremy. <laughs> and then I would come in and I would use my clothesline from hell, which I have dubbed desolation, to Ooh. knock someone's head off. And then I take the belt and I run away with it. And I wouldn't defend it for another year. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> but you but would avoid the WWE 30-day defending title policy, which they occasionally break for storyline purposes. Well, maybe it's part of my contract. Who knows? Um <laughs> Ooh, oh, I've I've le- I've learned contract ideas, Jeremy. <laughs> Remember when Brock Lesnar was champion, he just wasn't around for months? Yeah. That was a, that was a time. Yeah. But now he's now a cowboy. Brock, uh, he's around all the time. He's around all the time. And it's been a it's been an absolute bloody delight. I'll tell you this now. <laughs> <laughs> I it's like I think because now the dynamics have changed. We've got characters who audiences are clearly more invested in they're interested in cowboy brock they're interested in tribal chief roman i think i think the ingredients here for for reigns to generally have is well he had it like he had a good match he had an excellent match last year against edge and, and uh it was and, triple threat wasn't it yeah yeah D- against D-Bry. uh Bry. yeah before brian danielson <laughs> all that sort of stuff but i think this i think this will be the first time that the, the the dream of Lesnar Reigns colliding on a on the biggest stage will actually work. And I think this will be a really good match. It's like, I really don't want to get myself excited for this. It's like, but I, I kind of I kind of just want to see this epic power move struggle of just the occasional F5, the occasional spear, the almost guillotine choke. The, the, the thing is, though, it's at the very least, this main event is intriguing. Even if people aren't excited about it, there's an element of intrigue of what are they going to do? 
Mm-hmm. Just and at the very least, you gotta commend WWE for that. Even if it's not maybe been the best built thing, people maybe don't mm. necessarily care about it. There is mm. at the very least a level of intrigue where people are thinking, I wanna see what happens though. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you need to get people interested. You wanna you wanna see who's gonna take two belts from them. I think it's Roman. It's it's like it's it it, it makes sense. I think from I think from build if we're building Reigns up as this unstoppable god mode wrestler, it makes sense. It really does. Um, there is part of me that wonders though, who ultimately will dethrone him if he does do this. That's that's the million dollar question. Yeah, which that's is the also stupi- part- that's, the, that's the most stupendous question of all time, Jeremy. Who beats Roman go. Reigns? Yeah, which is also partly why I think it wouldn't surprise me if they let Brock do it. There's yeah. part of me that just thinks it, and then Reigns almost just creates his own belt. Yeah, I think, because here's the thing, I think there's the idea that after the unification, the brand that's lost its belt is still going to have a title. But it might... Would, would, would it not just be the person who won? Like the no. undisputed champion just chooses what show they go on. Well, there's there's been a, there's there was there was a, a photo from like some of the setup uh, previously uh, for WrestleMania this year. Basically, the the supposed design of the unified belt is the black WWE Championship belt, but the red stripe under WWE mark is now blue, and it's okay. being referred to and being referred to as the as the World Heavyweight Championship again. Oh my word, really? Okay. So Because that was so, when Autumn won a ladder match against Cena, wasn't it? Yeah. When they had the belts like on and a he, really he had, awkward and, thing. Yeah, and he held and he held both belts. Um Bring so back the like old school you, undisputed title belt. It's great. <laughs> I, I think it I think it'll be referred. I think uh, it depends. We'll we'll probably have an idea by Sunday what I mean, it hopefully. Actually, hopefully because yeah, if we hopefully. don't, there's a problem. <laughs> Because, because during like the the last uh, last week's SmackDown, Roman said, "You will acknowledge me as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion." So it's like, okay. So wait, the undisputed WWE Universal Champion? Because wait, so we've got the Universal Title and, the just, WWE and title. just a WWE Title. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because there was part of me that's thinking, wait, the undisputed WWE World Heavyweight. <laughs> I'm trying to think how many more words could they add on. There is so, part of me that does think that Roman could just create his own belt and he would just go with it. He could, but I, I, I kind of think with the with the, the hint of design, I think Roman's probably going to win it. He's going to yeah, keep the yeah. belt. He's going to, and he's going to stay I, will say, I, I am being devil's advocate for the sake of discussion. Yeah, that's so. no, fine. It's fine. But look, I, I'm intrigued to see what what if obviously if Raw lose the WWE title and it gets merged into this new belt thing that Roman's probably going to have. Hmm. What on earth they do for title? They can't. They can't just go. Well, we've lost the WWE title. Might as well make another one. I mean, it literally happened with Triple H in two thousand three, mate. <laughs> it it also happened when CM Punk ran off with the belt and said, "All right, let's get another WWE title." Can they just call it like the Raw Champion? Something something interesting. I don't know. I like I like Universal as an as a title name. But maybe something a little and with a different design. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. The American champion. There we go. The most stupendous championship. <laughs> no, Jeremy. Vince will get, Vince will immediately get tired of stupendous championship and do you know what? The word. Okay, they won't do this. Do you know what I would like them to see? I hmm. would like to see the champion rather than having a belt have a trophy. They won't do it. They've done it. I want to see them UK. carrying around the trophy. 
They've done it with the NXT UK. They've had a trophy. They've had the Heritage Cup. Yeah, yeah. but let's be fair. Vince doesn't see that happen. What, what names do you call? I mean, basically, you basically if the black belt's going to to SmackDown, that means you've got to bring back the red strap. The Vince McMahon Appreciation Championship. I, the Vincent Kennedy McMahon Championship. There we go. The Vincent it's Kennedy a, McMahon Legacy of All I'm, World Conquering Legacy Championship. I, it's like, it's a conundrum. It really is, and I'm not sure. But again, this I'm is fascinated. why. I'm but this fascinated. is why the main event is so intriguing of night two. So, at oh. the very least, you've got to give them that. I'm going to do some fantasy booking. What if Cody doesn't debut, or he does debut at WrestleMania? I think if Raw are missing a championship belt, and they do like of the Raw after Mania, they do a full tournament from start to finish to crown a champion by the end of that Raw. Oh God. Imagine if it's Cody who takes the new Royal Championship. Oh, the whole world would have... The world, the world will end. The, world, the wrestling world, when? The wrestling will have finished. The wrestling has finished. I mean, arguably, it'd be one of the most intriguing three-hour roars in quite a while. True. True. And you'd have the, you would have the, quite frankly, the hardcore crowd there, as it were. Mm. So I mean, it's entirely possible, but... But you know what, mate? We will find out after this weekend. When WrestleMania happens Saturday and Sunday, I might at the very least try and watch night one live if I can actually stay up that late now. But night two, I doubt it because I've got a busy Monday. I am at a convention this weekend. So trying Ah. to watch and not get it spoiled is going to be a fun journey in itself. But I don't... The nice thing is, like, I don't necessarily have a lot going on in the mornings of the convention. So I could probably watch... Depending if it's not five bloody hours a night, I could probably watch like night one, Sunday morning, with a bit of breakfast and chilling in the hotel room. Just imagining uh, you with a room service fry up watching WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've somehow got a, it's like it's like I've somehow got a room upgrade to like superior double room, and it's mm. like okay, I've got spacious, and apparently now there's a forty-three inch TV in there, which is not fixed to a wall, so it's like. I best get my HDMI cable on a laptop. 43-inch TV. I thought they were done at even numbers. 43, 55, 65, 77. Uh, I haven't bought a TV They've been 50 as well. Ah, yeah. But, but, um, I, I, but yes, so basically, don't worry. We are definitely going to be watching WrestleMania ahead of next, next week's episode. Because Indeed. Because it's going to be another stupendous show of going through the whole, whole positives, the negatives, the... What the fuck just happened? Stuff, all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, suffice to say, it's probably going to be another very WWE heavily focused edition yeah. of Bunker Mania next week. We'll be live on Twitch next Wednesday night if you want to join us live at twitch.tv slash Bunkerzilla UK. And again, if you're joining mm-hmm. us now live, thank you very much for doing so. And if you'd like to hit that follow button here on Twitch, why not do it? We would very much appreciate it. The course next week's show will also be available in audio-only podcast form on the likes of Spotify, Amazon, Google Music. I'm forgetting another important one. Apple, you know, that one, the big one. I can't believe I forgot that one, but there you go, as I was saying this. And if you would like to find Bunkerzilla on Twitter and Facebook, search for Bunkerzilla UK. You should find them just fine. And no doubt there will be some clipped form clips 
from this here show and no doubt some from our post-WrestleMania show, which in itself is going to be a wild ride quite possibly, on our YouTube channel, Bunkerzilla mm -hmm. UK. So make sure you head on over there and hit the subscribe button to get some fun clips and some full episodes of content there as well. Good, sir. Any closing thoughts before we head out for tonight? Because we've, I mean, we were aiming to perhaps be around the 90-minute mark. We've, as usual, got to around the two-hour mark. So I hope you enjoyed it, everyone. But any closing thoughts before the mania that will be WrestleMania, this stupendously mania-based weekend? I'm, it's like, I'm still looking forward to mania. I know the build has probably not been one of the strongest, but the usual, the usual tactics usually being, if the build has been kind of shit, the WrestleMania itself, is actually very good. I mean, it's like when it's like even with the pandemic coming in and people were kind of going, Oh, I can't really imagine WrestleMania work. And it's like it still worked to a degree. And it was still a nice distraction for what was going on in the world. So it's like that. And I I again, like I said, going back to fit 31, I don't think most people were kind of thrilled about the idea of 31, especially with Reigns and Brock Lesnar having a tug of war for a belt. But it delivered, it delivered iconic moments. Hmm. It's like the, the thing is, there's always some, there's always something at a mania that will always be remembered fondly or be praised from, be praised fondly. Whether that be last year when it was Bel Air and Banks in the main event of night one, or the or the main triple threat of night two, um, even, even yeah, the again, pandemic show we have the the Boneyard match, Firefly Funhouse match, all that sort of stuff. So oh, good memory, so. It's not all negative with, with the Mania Bill and all stuff. There, there is stuff that would generally probably be amazing to watch on a big stage, in a big stadium. And yeah. I've just had a very bad thought. No, Jeremy. Don't say this, Jeremy. Don't, Im don't Im ruin Im the... Imagine if the KO show segment with Austin was a cinematic match. Again. Now, I feel the need to clarify. Bad in the sense of if you're in the stadium, you got royally screwed. But you know what? As a concept, Ian, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Jeremy, that's the sort of stuff that will end the AT&T stadium being burnt to the ground. <laughs> Will that happen, folks? Find out this weekend <laughs> at WrestleMania. Will, Thank you will very much. <laughs> also, will the WrestleMania sign catch on fire for the second time this year? Or find fun, out this weekend at WrestleMania. <laughs> folks, from myself, Jeremy Graves, from him, the Decade, Mr. Ian Bolton, thank you very much for joining us here on Bunker Mania. I hope you had fun listening. Send us your thoughts, sir. And how can people do just that if they would get to, like to get in contact via email? They can do so with Bunkermania at bunkerzilla.co.uk. We'd love to hear your thoughts, especially after WrestleMania. Do let us know if you watched the show, uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you think well, it was just out of nowhere, completely weird and random. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, yes, this this is this marks the what was it? I'm trying to think. Tomorrow actually marks four years of Bunker Bunkerzilla. So this is wow, wow, amazing. Yes. So this, so yeah, this is the fi the final show before the fourth year begins. So. It's all. It's a new season. It's time to start again. Like WrestleMania it's the Twenty, spring premiere, <laughs> where it begins again and again and, and again. again. But no, um, but no. If you've been enjoying the Bunker uh, Bunker Mania podcast or any of the other Bunkers of products and stuff like that, thank you so much. It's really been uh, amazing for you guys. To listen, support, and so forth. So from me, uh, starting this out in 2018, uh, big big thank you.
Watch this space. More stuff to come. Indeed. Tremendous achievement. Good, sir. I, I wasn't aware of that before you said it, actually. So massive congratulations from me. I've only been a- along the journey for a very short amount of time. but it's Almost been a year. Almost a year. Mm. I think it's uh, a year come May. Because we started around hell in the cell time, didn't we, doing this? Yes. Hell in a nonsensical cell. Uh, that, and uh, no doubt we'll get to that again in a few oh, don't months' worry. time. But. Oh, what was, yeah, because because we've got, I think we've got WrestleMania Backlash after this one. Then it's Hell in a Cell, and then it's Money in the Bank. Table, Ladders, and Chairs is the next Saudi show in September. What? Yep. How did... What? Oh, all right, sure. We'll talk that, about that next Does that time. mean... My closing thought is, does that mean Saudi Arabia is going to get a chairs match? I'm curious. Maybe they'll get a stairs match. Oh, my. But that's not in the title, is it? What'll happen? Find out later this year. But we'll be back next week talking about WrestleMania weekend. Thank you very much for joining us. Take care and speak to you soon. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Ooh.